This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. In progress. Okay, good evening, friends. We're continuing in Daf Hashavuah Masech Tekstubas Daf Samach Vav. Tani Tana Kame Derava. A Tana taught before Rava. A teacher of Tanaitic material taught before Rava. Metzias Ha'isha La'atzma. The findings of a woman belong to herself. Not like the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, So the Tanakama says, Rabbi Akiva says, They go to her husband. Like the Mishnah says. So Rava said to this teacher of Tanaitic material, How could it be that Rabbi Akiva says that it goes Labala? We know hashda now maha adafa if the excess masiyadayim that really you can make the case go to the husband the masiyadayim really it's like handiwork and Rabbi Kiva says still laatzma it goes to her mitziasa leikol shikain so her. Findings all the more so. Her findings all the more so. The Tanan we learned in a Mishnah. Meaning, we know Rabbi Kiva says the excess Masiyadayim go to her. So, and there you can make the case they should go to the husband because it's handiwork. Which he gets her Masiyadayim. And yet the excess, Rabbi Kiva says, goes to her. Then certainly the findings go to her. Mitziyasa Koshikin, so why would Rabbi Kiva say it goes to her husband? The Tznan, we learned, how do we know Rabbi Kiva says that excess Masiyadayim go to her? The Tznan, we learned in Mishnah, Koinam Sha'ani Oysa Lapicha, if someone takes a nether and um, the woman wants to get at her husband and she says, I ask her my handiwork that I am going to do for you. So now, the thing is, the woman is mashubit to him for her masyadayim. But if she says, Koinam sha'ani I asr, that which I produce for your mouth, Einoi tzarech lahafer. He does not have to, he does not have to uh, annul. Because she's mashubit to him for her masyadayim. So he doesn't have to annul such an edar. Rabbi Kiva says, Yafer, he shouldn't know the nether. Why? Because Shema Tadif Alav Yasmin Maybe she'll produce more than that's fit. She might make more Masiyadayim than she needs to. And on that, that belongs to her. And therefore, he should, he should be made for the nether because maybe she'll die and he'll inherit that and he won't be able to benefit from it. But the bottom line is we see that Rabbi Kiva holds that excess masiyadayim go to her. So if excess masiyadayim go to her, then certainly her metziyoy should go to her. Ela, says the Gemara, Ela epach, flip it around. The Tanakhama says it goes to the husband. Rabbi Kiva says it goes to her. Again, the argument is if she even gets her excess masiyadayim, which you can make the case should go to him, certainly she should get her metziyais, uh, the Metziyais. Says the Gemara, 
when Ravan came, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, he sent the name of Rabbi Yochanan. Ve'ha'adafa shaloya yedei hadchak. Rabbi Yochanan says, Hadafa, excess earnings that come easily. Everyone says it goes to the husband. What does it mean, uh, excess earnings? Rashi says, As they say in Yiddish, she's geshikt. What a woman is, she's really put together. And she makes excess earnings easily. Everyone agrees it goes to the husband. What kind of excess earnings do they argue about? Excess earnings that come with difficulty, where she really uh, toils. Tanakama savar labala. Tanakama says it goes to the husband. Revikiva savar labala. Kiva says it goes to her. Now, how would you comp- How would you? Um, how would you estimate? What a mitziah is like. Is it like excess earnings with difficulty or without difficulty? You would say it's without difficulty because when you find something, it involves no difficulty. And yet, excess earnings that come without difficulty, everyone agrees it goes to the husband. So that means everyone should agree mitziahs go to the husband. So how could you be apoch? And Rabbi Kiva says, it goes la'atzma, but everybody agrees that excess earnings that come easily goes to the Baal. <laughs> Meaning, hadafa shaloy al everyone agrees it goes to the Baal. So how could you say Rabbi Kiva says that it goes to her? Says the Gemara... Amra Papa Mitsyasa Khadafash Aydeatrak. A finding is like excess earnings with difficulty. And therefore Rabbi Kiva says it goes to her. And therefore it's plucked to Rabbi Kiva Rabbana. Now why would excess earnings be why would excess earnings why would a mitziah be like excess earnings with difficulty? L'chayra, it's easy to find the mitziah. Rashi says, well, most findings, you got to really have to search for it. You're not going to find anything good unless you're really searching for it. So it's not like you know, some kind of windfall, an unexpected uh, circumstance. No. Excess earnings, um, a, a mitziah is like excess earnings with difficulty. Papa asked the following Shaila. Mahu. What is what if a woman, you know, could uh, chew gum and ride on a bike at the same time? In other words, what if a woman could multitask and do two things at the same time? Rashi says she guards cucumbers and spins flax. And she's a music teacher to top it off. And she warms eggs in her lap. 
You know, it's like the joke, the guy said if he would be as rich as Rothschild, he would be richer than Rothschild. That's what the Rebbe said. So he asked the Rebbe, what? what does that mean, if you would be as rich as you would be wealthy? He said, because I would also tutor on the side. You know? So that's the question. Could, could uh, a woman who multitasks, who gets it? Let's say she does three or four things at the same time. Is it like or not? Okay. Now the Mishnah said that her embarrassment and her pragam belong to her. Rabbi Hudabim Misera says when it's secretive, meaning when it's private, he gets, she gets um, two-thirds and he gets one-third. When it's open, he gets two-thirds and she gets one-third. Says Gemara, Maskifla Rava Rava Bar Rav Hanan. Rava Bar Rav Hanan asks, Elamayata, so this is very interesting. Here it is, someone is shaming the person's wife and the husband is collecting. Nobody shamed the husband. They shamed the husband's wife. Why is the husband collecting? And you'll see, this is very much connected to Ner Hanukkah. Why is that? Maskifla Rava Barav Chana'an Alameyata Bayish Susasa Shechaver Chanami Debailamitanle Boishas. Well, maybe if you embarrass someone's horse, you should have to give the owner shame, embarrassment. Says Gemara, Fesus Bar Boishasu. Is a horse capable of experiencing shame? Well, maybe the same way if you embarrass someone's wife, you have to pay them shame. Maybe if you spit on someone's clothing, you should have to pay them shame. Because we see that if you shame somebody by embarrassing what's an extension of them, you have to pay shame. So this also you should have to pay shame. Vichitema, and if you're going to say, Hachinami, that in a chinami, if you spit on someone's, if, if you spit on someone's clothing, you should taka have to pay shame. But tanan we learned in a Mishnah, Rakak, if you spit, Vihigiyavoy haraik, and if you spit at someone, if the spit reaches the person's body, or upara roshish, or you uncover a woman's hair, the hair or you take off someone's cloak, But if you just spit on someone's clothing, you don't have to pay boishas. Only if it spit at the person. And Rav Papa makes this diakvam. Rav Papa loishano the Papa said, this is, this is only learnt if you spit on the person themselves. Avo bebigdai pater, if you spit on their clothing, you're pater. Says Gemara, bebigdai less lazy lusa. If you spit on someone's clothing, there's no shame. Ishdai, but someone's wife, is lazy lusa. One's wife, there is shame. Ishdai Uh But right now the Gemara is not saying that. The Gemara is saying... That on clothing, you're not embarrassed. On a wife, you are. But the Gemara didn't yet say that distinction. Let's see, ultimately the Gemara will. Because 
If you embarrass a humble, well, well uh, brought up individual, where it's embarrassing to the whole family, so do you have to pay boishas to the whole family? If by embarrassing someone's wife you have to pay the husband boishas, so maybe if you embarrass one of the cousins you have to pay everyone boishas. So obviously the Gemara didn't yet say Ishtai Kagufai, otherwise the answer would be simple. Until now, all the Gemara is, is um, the only distinction the Gemara made is between clothing and one's wife. Says the Gemara, Amarle Hasam Lav Gufayu. There, by relatives, it's not your person. Hacha Ishtai Gufay Havai. Here, a wife is like yourself. And as we all know, the Mishaburah has a chidosh, that even if, let's say, women do light, it's a big question, are, do women light? So, the Mishaburah has a chidosh, ishtay kagufay, a married woman doesn't light, even if mahajan minha mahajan. So now the question is, do girls who are not married, do they light? Mishaburah brings from Achroinim, no, they don't light. Because they're subsumed by the men. Not clear what that means exactly. Chassam Soifer writes, women don't light. Because back in the day, when they lit outside, it was not considered modest for women to go out. And therefore, even now, the original custom remained. Some say another svara, since there's no chinuch, why are you training a girl to do something that they won't be chayv to do when, eventually when they get married? But Rabbi Moshe writes, the minog is, yes, women uh, do light. Because you could say... There's no more persuminisa the more there's uh, more minayris that are lit. It is, but the question is, you know, your uh, shivcha kananis doesn't have to light, right? So. No, it's all, so the, the question is, is they, that they shouldn't light. The question was, is what... No, so, so, A... Should they light, or, or do they have to light? So the... Well, Pashas, they should have to light, right? Because, Afin But, as a married woman, she's not going to light. And therefore, maybe there's no Chinuch, because what, you don't have to train someone in something they're not going to do, eventually. Plus, the Chassam Seifer said... When when they originally um, lit in their shusarabim, the women didn't light. It was not proper for them to go out in their shusarabim, so that that custom remained. But Ramosha writes the minog is that a girl should light, do light, should light. In any event, the the tour of a married woman is ishtay kugufai, which is a very big chiddush because actually ishtay kugufai does not apply regard for any halacha at all. What mitzvah in the Torah are women pater because of Ishtai Kagufai? None. What mitzvah that women are chayvin, do we say, oh, you don't have to, you have a husband, he's doing it for you. No such thing. But Menorah, it's on the bias, so it might be different. Okay, let's see the new sugya, new Mishnah. Hapoisig mois lechasnai. 
you uh, give money to your son-in-law. You, you, you give the son-in-law, uh, uh, you agree to provide him with X amount of money, he's marrying your daughter, and he does Erasin, and then he dies. Umeis chasnai. Amru Chacham and the sages said, You could now, so the the chassan dies, and he has a brother, and the brother is zakuk liibam. So the shver could say to the brother, "Look, to the to your brother, I wanted to give money. I don't want to give you. I don't like you." If she made up that she's going to bring into the marriage 1,000 dinar. Let's say she tells the guy, look, we're going to get married. I'm bringing 1,000 dinar into the marriage. The halacha is, he writes in the ksuba. that he is benefiting and he owes and he is liable for 1,500 dinar. Chamesh Esrei Mana, 1,500 dinar. Basically, a 50% increase. Why? Because the fact that he has access to all this money and he could invest it and buy things and, and trade with it and make money off of it is a very big benefit for him. So he stands to gain and... He, he therefore has to write in the Ksuba that he is uh, he's benefiting 1,500. This is, ta- this is Tain Barzo? I think this is cash. If she writes in the Ksuba that she's going to bring into the marriage liquid money, liquid assets, then he sta- and he's going to be able to use it, then he has to write basically 50% more. Chamesh Esrei Mana. 15 Mana. A Mana is 100 Zuz. So 15 Mana is 100, uh, a Mana is 100 Dinar. So 15 Mana is 1,500 Dinar. Hu What does this mean? If um, the son-in-law writes that he is responsible for assets that she brings into the marriage worth a thousand, estimated at a thousand dinar, let's say she brings in clothing or any type of utensils or any kind of merchandise. So the halach is like this. Anything that's going to be used is going to depreciate. So instead of, like in the previous case, liquid assets, he has to write basically 1.5%. Here, he since it's something that could depreciate, he only has to write 
four-fifths of it, a fifth, meaning a fifth less, or if it's not something that's going to be used, it's just something, merchandise she brings into the marriage, the estimators, Rashi say, over-evaluate these things by about a fifth um, to be mechabev her to the husband that she's bringing in such valuables, and therefore he only has to take responsibility for four-fifths. So who paisek pachais chaymesh? But shum b'mana, if they evaluate it at a mana, v'shave mana, and it's taka worth a mana, ain't loy el All he has is a mana. Meaning, if she brings in something evaluated as a mana, and it's taka worth a mana, he cannot say, says Rashi, give me another fifth. Um, because, you know, he could say, look, don't Chazal say, I could go down one fifth? That's only if it was over-evaluated. But if it was evaluated correctly, he's not able to say that. Shum b'mana hinoisenas shloishim ve'echad sela. If there's an evaluation that he accept, accepts as a, as a mana, at a mana, that they say to him, write a mana in the ksuba, and she'll bring in a shum of a mana. So in other words, if this is the other way around. If she brings in something... Normally, if she brings in a shum, he could evaluate it and take responsibility a fifth less. But if, if not that she brings it in, if we tell him, write in the Ksuba Amana, and now she wants to know what does she have to evaluate, she has to give a fifth more. He noisena shloishim be'echad sela. She has to give thirty-one sela v'dinar and a dinar, which is an additional fifth. In other words, if we're telling him he's going to get a shum of amana, she has to provide thirty-one sela and a dinar, which is a fifth more than a mana. Uva arba meyos, and if. He accepts upon himself to write in the Ksuba 400, then he knows Senes Chamishmael. She'll have to provide 500. So if we're telling him what to accept, she'll have to provide a fifth more. If she provides a certain amount, he only has to take responsibility for four fifths of it. Ma? Am I, I don't have the next page. You want to read to me the end of the Mishnah? Ma Shechasan. One second. Here it is. It's in my next uh, pamphlet here. Masha Chasan Poisek, who Poisek Pachas Chaymesh. That which the Chasan takes responsibility for. He takes responsibility for one fifth less. Meaning, if he takes responsibility first and she brings in, 
so he could take responsibility for one-fifth less, which is basically a repetition of what we just said earlier. Okay, Rabbi, so we'll pick it up here next time, likely Thursday night, but stay tuned, okay? Hatzlach Rab, everyone. Kol Tov. Good night, good night. Freilachen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.